Hello. Good morning. Well, welcome to. Welcome. <laughs> a million little minions a minute. Welcome. Welcome. All of you. Thank you for returning to us. Yes, we have a lot of um, news. Big news is we are mad again. <laughs> We're angry again at all of you fans. I don't remember why this time. I think it was because we we let the fans get off easy last time because we were so focused on Illuminati Nation Studios that we forgot about how mad we were that our fans were sending us so many emails about trying to get on this podcast. And we just wanted to let you know that we don't want you to send us any emails you don't have to ask us to come on the podcast. You just come. The other thing about the emails is that y'all have been sending a lot of them and still we don't have an email address. And so we haven't even been getting them. Yeah. So that is weird to begin with. It doesn't make any sense for you to. Not to us. Yeah. We want to say thank you, though, to those of you who have been emailing us with just purely praise and and like a lot of love we do like that so please give us more of that right yeah we might even make an email address for that you never know maybe maybe no promises no promises we don't make promises to people like you but we do need we do need people to be on our 400 person episode like right. badly and we don't have like the other thing that we're mad about is that even though some of you some of you some people have been trying to get on it it's not nearly enough it's not even close to 400 yet and we even said 300 would be fine too and so uh we're nowhere even near close to 300 though so no so we're really disappointed still we're really losing faith in y'all all the time it's hard <laughs> some some days i even think 200 people would be enough but i know that that's just my my human weakness, my minion weakness getting to me um, because I know that 200 people would never be enough to bring down Illuminati Nation Studios. And again, we and again, we know that there are those of you out there that know that we do need 300 people for the if we're going to do this episode. So we want to we do want to say thank you and we love you. We love you. Only you. So anyway. Yeah, that's that's the news, right? Like that's our news updates, pretty much. Yeah, um, let's get into our minute. Mm -hmm. We've got a we've got a lot to talk about, so I think it might be good for us to. And we've got a song later yeah. that we are gonna sing. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, fucking, uh, fucking spoiler. Yeah. If you don't want a spoiler, then you know, uh, rewind and like don't have listened to, or you know, like yeah. I don't know. Please erase that and prepare your ears for a minute of minions that's coming up. We got minute 55 for this episode, and um, we hope your ear canals are nice and moist and ready mm -hmm. to yeah. take it in. <laughs> You'll remember it from the last episode, and I hope that you're ready because it's scary. Yeah, it's a really scary episode. I know probably we don't have to tell you, probably some of you fans have been watching this minute eagerly waiting for this episode about it but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah here comes the minute 54 my heart pardon me wow so many good for you well you'll all get what you deserve okay amazing so yeah that was the first few seconds of this minute um first 20 it's the first third of it first third of the minute um pretty dense dense third of this minute we got um our first introduction for this podcast to the character scarlet overkill played by um oh shoot what's her name let me just let me just get on imdb really quick mm -hmm. 
Sandra Bullock. Still- <laughs> Sandra Bullock. That's who it was. I remembered it. Thanks, I'm- IMDb. Thanks, IMDb so. is quick. <laughs> yeah. We're sponsored by IMDb. IMDb. They're quick. Please, please, please sponsor us, IMDb. We use you to look at the Minions 2015 page almost I mean, every day. So Bible. Yeah. You're already sponsoring us, but just for free. Right. In a way, right? Like, because I just endorsed you, IMDb. And so you should mm. pay me mm. if you're honorable. Right. I'm just saying, calling out IMDb. Gentleman's agreement. IMDb. If you are a gentleman, you will do what's right. We need money. Mm-hmm. We can't make this Minions podcast on our own. No, we need money to help. Yeah, we can't fleece our one fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we we will once we get money. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, wait, no, fleece. I don't. I I thought you meant um like give our one fan fleeces. <laughs> that, and that's the problem. That's why we need money because our fan. We need money, IMDb, so we can give the finest fur coat to our fan. We need to get our fan nice and warm this winter. Winter is coming. It's coming. coming. IMDb, pay attention to to us poor, starving podcasters and our poor, cold fan. Okay. Um, So Sandra Sandra Bullock, who... um, She was in... um... A lot of other movies. Bird Box. It's her favorite. A lot of others, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's famous for, for Minions 2015. Um, and many people don't know that she is actually a Minions, um, Minionese expert. She speaks Minionese. I didn't know that. And I'm a Minion. It's, yeah. And maybe I can just get a little clip of that right now. Mm. Stick that in here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sandra Bullock speaking Minionese. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that who I think it is? I think it's Bob. Ah! Bob. It's Bob. It's Bob, and he's in a blue room. <laughs> it's so blue. Uh, welcome, Bob. Thank you so much Bob. for coming on our podcast. Bob showed up while we looked while we were looking at this video. We're in the middle of looking up Sandra Bullock speaking Minionese for the podcast. Yeah, Bob, this is perfect for you. Okay, ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and reshare it again. Bob, are you actually? I think Bob's just dormant. It's a useful tool at home when you know you're offering your child a fruit. It makes it makes that one fruit that much more enticing. Now I just stick with banana. That's all I do. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, so Sandra Bullock, um, uh, Speaks Minionese. Uh, Sandra Bullock has a very gruff Minionese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. But I mean, for for our Minionese expert, Bob, who's just appeared in our uh, mm-hmm. in, in our chat room, probably not that uh, impressive. But I'm still pretty impressed that she can manage to pull off such an authentic Minionese accent. Thank you for, for chatting. It's good to see you again, Bob. What do you think of... Sandra Bullock's Minionese. Uh, it's good to see you guys too. Um, I actually uh, missed it, so I was, I was wondering if we'd be able to <laughs> essentially watch it again, you know, for my sake as well, for the people at home. No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can play it. I can play well, it again. If, you, if you'd like to again. translate for me, um, you know, I can help with some grammatical structures or whatever. Well, well. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, ready? Can you all see it? Yes, oh, yeah. I got my glasses on. Stick with banana. There was. It's a really, it's a really unique, it's really a Sandra Bullock specific kind of minionese delivery, is what I'm saying. That's my take. Sentence. No, I just stick Sounds with like banana. She's... That's <laughs> it's not. It's fine. Pretty good. It's fine. It's just not how I'm used to hearing minionese spoken. I mean, I don't think we should discriminate based off of like different okay okay many thank accents. you that's why you're here yeah that's why I mean, you're sometimes, sometimes it's colloquial or you know just people's upbringing i, okay. I mean sometimes just religious context or historical context between the voice quality, their accents the voice quality though that like <laughs> that part, yeah what is that is that um upbringing is that geography 
like geographical dialect kind of stuff. Yeah, that's like actually traditionally religious. traditionally associated with like a um, like a South African uh, dialect, Minionese, um, oh, the Ras, okay. or, or it really any kind of like Southern region, so Australia or oh, yeah. Chile or uh, even Antarctica. That's how the penguins tend to speak. Uh, okay, um, well, that's oh. really really interesting. Yeah, for for that crossover. Um, yeah, that's so like minions when they speak to penguins. Um, I mean, from what we see in the readings, you know, mm, minions are typically found in the North Pole, but you know, they're found they're found in all continents, and so you know, they have to have the ability to speak with different people, and when different people speak to them, they're really accepting about it. Um, so you know, I'd say that we should give the same leniency we would uh, to Sandra Bullock as any minion would. Mm, that's very fair. You know, really nice to hear that you're not gatekeeping your subject's expertise. I really appreciate that because as someone who's learning Minionese myself, I'm often a little bit intimidated to talk to an expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you are, a, I'd say, a, a linguistic descriptivist par excellence is what I'm finding. There are no prescriptions in sight from you, and we love it. We do. Yeah, glad I could help. Yeah. Mm. So far, we've been looking at the first 20 seconds of the minute that we're looking uh, yes. at today, in which Scarlet Overkill, played by Sandra Bullock, talks to the minions. Uh, one of the minions shows, it looks like it's showing her some family photos of their minion mm-hmm. tribe. It says La Triba, which we learned actually from you hello. means hey. Yeah, hey. Yeah, hello. Which is yeah, really mind-blowing now that I know that. Yeah, and then that's pretty much all we saw so far. Um, yeah, anything to add to that? She, well, I mean, you, you, we we should note that her her eyes went a bit. Or well, I kind of you kind of feel an implied like widening of her eyes when she sees this whole tribe because the feeling that I got was very clearly like she is interested in this whole tribe of minions. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, kind of a subtext. Yeah, and if you remember, like, uh, was it Bob or, or Kevin who was showing the the photos? I I forgot. Um, it's been a while since I've read the passage. I imagine it. It must. It must be Kevin. Kevin yeah, yeah. So if, if we remember the the minions, they don't necessarily like have a identity. Um, so when Kevin is unfurling the photos and saying, "Hey," um, in a way, it's it's all those photos, all those different minions are saying hello to Scarlet at the same time. And this is Ooh. this is like uh, Kevin trying to yeah. introduce her to the entire tribe. Um, and the entire tribe welcoming her just says she's welcomed them, or at least so we think before the um, well, the right. end of the minute. I don't know if you've gotten that far. No, we haven't. No, we, we haven't yet. We, we'll get there. I, I guess wanted to say that there's something kind of, well, there's something intimate about showing somebody your family photos, especially if it's your tribe mm-hmm. as a minion. And we already saw in another minute, it seems like there's a kind of mother-child relationship between Scarlet Overkill and the Minions. It's not, you know, I don't want to push that too far, but there's definitely at least one scene where she tucks them into bed and reads them a bedtime story. So just just maybe leave that there. We can pick it up again later. Should we look at the next little bit? Yeah. I don't want to linger too much on that. Um, um, Bob, Bob, get ready. It gets, I don't remember, I don't know, you say you haven't, uh, um, exposed yourself to this in a while so i just want you to be prepared okay here we go wow so many good for you well you'll all get what you deserve they're excited about what they think they deserve All right, cliffhanger. <laughs> so there's a lot there. That was a really rich um, section. Yeah, actually, Bob, get ready for the get like get ready for the next the <laughs> next one. <laughs> not that okay, one. not that one. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't need to be ready for that. <laughs> Were you ready for it though? Oh yeah, that's um for that for that. Yeah, song. that's one of my favorites. Um, good. 
yeah, I think yeah. I think maybe we we should. I mean, we we sang it in like a different tone um, earlier in the uh, the episode. Oh, er, earlier. But, um, yeah. You mean later? You mean we sang it later in the episode? Pardon. It could have been it could have been earlier in the episode actually. Well, yeah, I guess we, we haven't don't really know decided yet because yet. we haven't put the episode together yet. Um, but so we we sang or sing uh, it differently in this episode. Okay, let's yeah. cut this out, guys. You gotta you gotta give me the itinerary, okay? I show up. I'm here on time every day, and this is this is what you get. This is so unprofessional, guys. Come on. <laughs> bring it together okay we'll cut this out okay we'll cut this okay out. so uh, as i was saying yeah that's that's a really wonderful uh song it really ins- brings a lot of like inspiration mm-hmm. into what it means to be a minion um and so so first mm-hmm. off uh, just just not even thinking about like the words just thinking of like the tone and like intonation what what are the minions really calling for what are they trying to express just just in the, their cadence here yeah um i mean one thing that i was thinking about is the the discussion we had last time bob about how minion minionese just naturally sounds a little bit happier than it actually mm-hmm. is um i was thinking about that yeah like uh the first thing you think when you hear this is, wow, it's a very joyful song. They're very, you know, they're very um, happy to be there. They're, they're the minions. They're sort of rejoicing in that. There's even a key change up in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking, what if it's, you know, if it's actually a lot more somber than, than it sounds, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is actually a very sorrowful dirge um, that just because of the language of minionese sounds, sounds happy and joyful i don't know i wish i knew what they were saying is all i'm saying mm. yeah wish i had a minionese expert around to, to tell me oh that would be nice oh is it this is where you guys are calling me in <laughs> oh yeah you're a minionese expert well i'm happy i mean i wouldn't call myself an expert um i dabble yeah. i would i would call you an expert <laughs> Sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you haven't had time to prepare, but you know, maybe you could just uh, off the cuff tell us what. Yeah. So um, one of the things with uh, Minionese is, is it's uh, it's similar to Chinese, and that it's it's how you it's how you kind of intone the syllables that actually changes their meaning, um, and it goes just beyond like you know putting your voice up or down. It's also the notes, and when minions break into song, the words themselves can have completely different meaning just based off of how they are singing. So it, it, mm. you could easily change a key and we actually see that key change in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, just by you know changing, you know, modulating the key, you completely invert like the meaning of a word where something goes from good to bad or upstairs to downstairs or um, apple to banana. Mm. Um, just mm. just really minor things like that can have a real huge effect on how we interpret it, um, especially like interpreting it to like such a foreign or like alien to minion language as they're saying like English, where it's not like 100% mm. compatible or one-to-one. Mm. That is fascinating. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, really makes you think the the original lyrics of this song, it's, it's by the monkeys, right? Mm. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. You know, we like to monkey around. Um, monkeys, of course, like bananas, right? So yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you mentioned bananas, Bob. So I was wondering if maybe there's some, maybe that's. Connection. Are they singing about bananas? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at first we need to call into question whether the monkeys were the originators of the song. Oh. And, you know, if you look at the setting of Minions, um, you know, this is a historical document we're talking about, and I, I'm not sure. You know, this is the '60s, and I'm, I'm actually not sure if this rendition may have pre dated the monkeys yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this was actually the original and maybe there was like a monkey in the cupboard who overheard it like you know, creeping yeah actually probably yeah. and as monkeys do you know they see and they do um the, they took the minion song and then oh, turned man. it into some distortion yeah it's um, like remember marvin gay and robin thick mm-hmm. kind of like that yeah right? exactly that it's kind of like that basically them nice cool i had forgotten that the monkeys band were actual monkeys but 
I guess I never really like looked much into them behind their music. So, but it, uh, very... because it's really weird. I mean, yeah, because how, because monkeys normally can't sing. So, and the I mean, monkeys, the band, they sang and they played instruments and stuff. Right. Yeah. I think I remember um, there was this one, the one thing I learned about the monkeys was that they, like at one point they had been set up as a band. You know, I, I didn't know they were monkeys, but I knew that they had been sort of, it was like a constructed band, like made by a studio to get profit. So as long as you're at it, you might as well like right. program some monkeys to do uh, right music. But at, su- at some point they wanted to make their own songs, right? And then the, they had a big fight with the, the studio execs because... Oh, I bet they flinged poo. They, they probably were flinging poo. Right. Because they were actually monkeys, right? <laughs> like they do that. Right. I guess. I mean just saying i think i see where you're going with this all right yeah where are you saying that this is an allegory for the minions themselves i mean maybe yeah i mean oh wow it could be right because the the minions you know are sort of like they're like a toy right that got put in this movie fucking illuminati nation studios thinks they can just program the minions to do whatever they want them to but you know minions you know they've got their own agenda and that's what we're trying to unpack tell the real story about here so Maybe the monkeys are kind of like the, they're like the minions in that way, I guess, as rebels from the role that they were put into. And, you know, maybe that's why that monkey who overheard them singing this was inspired mm. because he could sense that. And, you know. Yeah. Do you, this is, this would be the point, right, where the minions have finally achieved like mass appeal and they've won over like a large public audience. And the studio would be Scarlet Overdrive, right? And then yeah. is this the stage where, the studio stuffs the monkeys into a torture chamber in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, if that spoiler alert, <laughs> I guess I guess we gotta watch the next part of it. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm getting my my passages out of order here. Well, I mean, but we did see that it looked like they. To be fair, yeah. at the end of that like section of the minute, yeah. they were down in a tor- It was like a torture chamber right audience yeah so, so sorry to say in case you couldn't see they were she was leading them they were very happily mm-hmm. singing and not really looking where she was leading them because they tr- trust uh scarlet overdrive um it's horrifying yeah and she opens up a trap door in a in a bathroom and leads them down into what looks like a dungeon um, and, and that's their faces it. are already starting to turn it's it's so sad you you can see that they're they still like obviously they still believe that they're um in like good care with Mm -hmm. scarlet like because they're still just walking and stuff but their faces are starting to their mouths are turning down and everything they look really like slowly disturbed Mm. it's 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 right because if if she's their mother right or they they think of her that way then why would they have any reason to fear mm-hmm. um but alas they're beginning to fear here we go go ahead go ahead So that last thing isn't even um, a torture device. <clears throat> I just want to highlight the last image that they focus on is not is not even so. That's weird. It's it's a noose. There's a gallows mm-hmm. in the dungeon um, as well. It's mostly torture implements, I guess. Lots of spikes and stuff. A guillotine. Um, oh right. So these are two of these things are not torture. They're they're execution. That's different. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna ask um Kevin if he could follow up like what would the significance of execution would be in this context. Yeah, I've got a thought, but mm. I mean maybe we should describe what we what we saw in more detail. What we saw. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> oh is, man saw is a movie about torture right so yeah and good fun <laughs> that was a torture room and so yeah so they got led into a torture room scarlet locked them in 
they look really sad. That's the basic gist of it. Yeah. And, and they descended. Yeah. They're in the torture room full of execution devices. I mean, maybe interesting just to note, like, how scary this is for a, for the Minions movie, which, you know, maybe some people would think is a kid's movie. I personally think it's for adults, too. But, um, you know, kids, kids, I guess, need to know about execution devices, too, and torture. <laughs> I guess, yeah. The lighting down there, too. Like, the, it kind of looked like there were lights, like, coming up from the floor or something. Like, mm. The whole room was illuminated from like mysterious sources. Yeah. Imagining being in that place um, as a minion. Sends shivers up my little minion spine. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to help the villain, you know? Like, what the fuck? Damn. I just noticed that I, in talking about a minion, just used the word little, like, which is a word that it's almost like you're compelled to use when you're talking about minions because of their cuteness right and that's something that we were talking about today like this idea of um of the cute right because there's this sort of like i don't know if everybody knows or talks about this but i've heard many times this sort of like weird truism that things that are cute you like because you can kill them right you like there's this sort of weird ambivalent desire to both protect and nurture but also the knowledge that this is like a small thing that you could crush and you could destroy if you want in colloquial language you can see that in the real common um idioms of like uh so cute i could eat them uh or whatever that kind of shit like um yeah you're so cute i could i could just I could just smush you, smush you or, or whatever. Yeah. I just like, want to hug you to death. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Squeeze like a squeeze that turns from affection into aggression. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a name for that, right? Where you want you have a simultaneous mm-hmm. urge to both like hug and kill something at the same time. Something that uh some yeah. like parents feel towards their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so the, what's the word? Uh, well, I I don't know it in English. In Minionese, it's uh, banana. <laughs> banana, banana. I don't know what it is in other languages or English. Yeah, I've wondered what that word meant. I've been wondering what that word meant. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's both hug and also, like I said, like context um, could also be kill. Yeah, man, that is really beautiful. As like, uh, because they say that so much, and I feel like that's a pretty, pretty good, uh, yeah. a really, really perfect, in fact, capturing of like yeah. the essence of who the minions are. You know, they want to, in terms of their relation to the world, their totally. their intentions seem to me totally to be totally. to hug and squeeze, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, you know. Mm, indistinguishable from one another mm-hmm. hugging and squeezing are yeah it's nice that banana means both right and that's kind of what it's what you mm-hmm. want to do to a minion right if you, if you see a minion yeah but their goggle their goggle is <laughs> looks hard okay at least if not the rest of their body i think they might be plastic right Stuart and i have been arguing about mm-hmm. this so maybe bob you could start arguing yeah really uh fervently uh, br- brutally yeah 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 if you um if you could encounter a minion mm-hmm. in real life do you think it would be soft or would it be kind of like coarse and and rough that sort of thing or, 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 or like smooth but um but plastic like hard I, mm-hmm. I was gonna go um, more like rubbery, Ooh. like a, oh, if you imagine yeah. a, a chew toy. Um, oh yeah! Wow. Like okay. So and yeah. and one of the big benefits of that is, is hey. as you hug it, as you try to squeeze it, yeah, and it makes noise. You're not actually harming it in any way. Um, you're actually giving it energy. Um, so like oh, those kind yeah. of 
for minions, those attractive forces of hugs or just cohesion that they have um, gives them even more energy. And if you try to like, um, even, even with malice, give them that, they're still gonna take it and uh, convert it into energy and joy for themselves. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so they're they're like um so okay, there's a psychoanalyst named Winnicott who I don't know it this very well, but uh but the transitional object I was just reading about is Ooh. like for a young child, you gotta have a thing that is kind of clearly part of the world and not part of you, uh, but it's still gotta be close enough to you to be like really manipulable and like something that is almost you because you can fuck with it. But at the same time, it proves that reality is separate from you and kind of brings you to terms with the outside world as well as your kind of internality. So a transitional transitional object would be something like a teddy bear or even a word Mm. or words that you can kind of just like brutally manipulate over and over like pull on and squeeze really hard and throw and whatever do whatever the fuck you want to and it's basically still durable because Mm. reality it turns out is stable and um separate from oneself and so the transitional object uh you know we gotta we gotta learn it we gotta find some some of that to learn that the outside world is separate so I guess the minions in that sense, like you're saying, if they're durable, um, but still soft enough to fuck around with some, then maybe they're the perfect transitional object. But for whom, I guess. Right. For everybody, maybe. That's a great. Well, OK, here's another for question that you're making. Mom. <laughs> yeah, right. We need to talk about moms mm. for sure. But I also want to know for you, Bob, if you could encounter a minion, second question is, what would you do? What would you do with it? Banana. <laughs> oh, of course. You would banana, yeah. Yeah. As one does, I mean, banana, yeah. Would you just avoid the goggle? Would you just like position the minion so that the goggle was up on your shoulder or something so that it didn't dig into you when you were bananaing? I'm just. Oh, I, so I, I, I would, I would do it from behind, similar to like giving a uh, Heimlich maneuver or <laughs> upward abdominal okay, thrusts. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Thank I you. have a feeling that the goggles are soft. I don't know if I can prove oh. this theory, but I believe the goggles are soft oh, and elastic. Wow. Like goggles, like actual swim goggles. They're made of rubber. Yeah, but actual swim goggles have, that would dig into you. I don't know, but that's pretty compelling. What if the whole thing is somehow just as soft as the rest of the rubber of the minion body? Right. Oh, yeah, because, damn, I wonder, is the goggle part of the minion body or is it, a, is it an accessory? I think it's, I've never seen them without it. Um, yeah. Except the ones in that, in that meme <laughs> that I made. <laughs> right. <laughs> but those, those really, really look deformed. It doesn't look like they're missing an accessory, does it? It looks like those plushies are like, um, like it's, hor- it's a horrifying image, isn't it? Right. The minions without their goggles. Okay, so the goggles are a body part then. For sure. I mean, but the th- the question is then: Are they like a hard shell? Like a no, or no, I think it. I feel like it's now. I'm leaning more towards the maybe the goggles are somehow magically squishy or like you know. Um, mm. What do you think, Bob? You're the you're the yeah. Expert. I think that they're they're almost like hair. Um, they they kind of mm. yeah they kind of yeah and they they kind of grow like independent of the minion. You know, and they can style their goggles similar to how we cut and style our hair. They can style their goggles to suit oh, yeah. their own individual personalities or whatever the needs of the group are. That's my Ooh, understanding, cool. at least. Um, I, I I liked your your understanding of how they can kind of take them off. Um, maybe that's like the shaving, and that could potentially be like a rich ritual, Uh-oh. ritualistic like uh, shaming 
of sorts that happens. Uh, so it's not, yeah, you know, yeah, yep. <laughs> I know all about that. Look at this. It's gone. Shout out to the villain who told me to shave my goggle. Uh, I look much more cute and much less zany now. Thanks. My goggle is gone. I shaved my goggle off recently. Got a little bit of goggle left though. Um, I don't know if that's like a new goggle growing or that those are like the aftermarks no, no, of no. the goggles were pressing against your face. No, it's just a very, it's just a light goggle. It's just a light goggle. You ah. know? Uh, it's much uh, easier to banana, I think. Mm. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> you know? So I, 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 I don't know if this is going off topic here, Kevin, but I, I looked up the word for uh, banana in English. Um, and it's, uh, it's, mm. it's a term that's known as acute aggression. Um, oh, yeah. Term in yeah. psychology, mm-hmm. yeah. Where you something mm. is so cute, you simultaneously have the urge to both hug, adore it, as well as um, murder it and inflict violence on it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we read um, this aesthetic theory. Mm-hmm aesthetic philosophy by a woman named Sian Ngai. Uh, it's great. She like treats the aesthetic category of cuteness. Like philosophers have always kind of, kind of generally divided things into like the sublime and the beautiful and lofty shit like that. But her contention is that um, what we need to understand contemporary uh, culture and economy is um, kind of attention to minor aesthetic categories. So she talks about the cute and the interesting and the zany. And we focus this time on the cute Mm -hmm. because it's a very puzzling question, I think, to us. I wonder if it is to you too, Bob, how the uh, the minions are kind of uh, undeniably cute in some way, but in some weird way that makes them also not at all, like they're somehow simultaneously cute and not cute at all. Yeah. Like some kind of refusal to be cute or something or, or but also they, they just don't really look like the prototypical cute thing. Although they occupy that kind of role or something, like people treat them as if they're, it's very yeah. strange. Right position that the minions seem to be in in terms of aesthetics so that's that's to, to start with yeah that's kind of the duality of minions right i mean it just keeps popping up in all every subject we talk about the great duality of their existence and contradictions that actually make it whole um so i i caught on to the mm-hmm. zany um does zany exist in like opposition to cute in that theory that you were talking about or are they complementary um, how exactly do they structure? That's a great could be complimentary. Yeah. We wanna yeah, we wanna talk about that more in like the next episode because we didn't finish reading that part. Or whenever the minions seem to be particularly zany in some minute, you know. Right. So she talks about Lucille Ball as like the prototypical, like popular very popular zany character. But also like um what's his name? The the uh Ace Ventura kind of guy oh, yeah. that's like a zany classical zany actor like it's like Jim Carrey right so we certainly think that the minions exist with it some kind of intersection of the zany and the cute but right now we've focused more on the cute um for this episode I was um I, along the lines of the weird paradox of like cute and not cute but it seems to me that Clearly, the, the minions seem to occupy this weird, they're supposed to be cute, but they're not. Maybe that's just my subjective judgment or something, but that seems to be what they are, right? Like, they're failed cute figures, something. So I was thinking in terms of, like, cute aggression, Guy also uh, argues that, like, mm, we have this paradoxical, you know, not just not just like an impulse of aggression toward a cute object, but 
really like actually a kind of simultaneous hate and love of a cute object because it because cuteness uh, cuteness for one thing has a biological function with like baby stuff mm -hmm. and moms so like the 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 cute that we always have like even before commodities that are cute that in guy talks a lot about the cute has always been threatening in a sense and and might evoke aggression in response because the the prototypical cute figure is like a baby who is like crying so much and so piercingly that there's this like just uh, unequivocal demand on whoever is around and especially a mother right to like take care of this baby so there's this like you know huge threatening demand of of the need for care that the cute um represents at least partly and so i was thinking that given that minions are kind of cute but not cute it's really it's it's even it's even worse with them because we we hate the cute already for its demands on us but then but then the minions aren't even actually cute yeah that's a great i mean that just to like jump in on that the the idea of like the demand and the mother i feel like explains a lot of why scarlet overdrive wants to kill the minions here right because they've just made this huge demand on her showing them their tribe their their family mm -hmm. and she responds by locking them away basically refusing to be their mother that's like the the psychological sort of um refusal that we're seeing is this this like sort of total refusal of that role of the that the cute puts on us and i think also that desire to lock the minions away to torture the minions is partly what all of us feel when we see minions like we like mm -hmm. it's in some way scarlet is enacting our own fantasies towards the minions not only fantasies we've um you know long before and long since this 2015 minions people have been like capturing and trafficking minions mm. seem to be that seem to be happy about it pretty much through like just billions of of memes and like contorting their forms and just like you know not physically but like ideologically like these things that people make the minions say in memes it's, right. it's wild it's a kind of torture like, <laughs> I, I don't know right yeah. like yeah yeah so she is she is the the, the minion um she might represent us the minion fans right and the minion haters right because so many people hate the minions oh yeah but fuck the haters they're just they just they're just fuck them well i i think that <laughs> yes of course fuck them like yes but also there's like a deep there's a depth to that right because maybe their hatred stems from the like power that yeah. the minions exert over them Absolutely. right the minions yeah we you know, I, I can't speak for those who have lost their faith, um, but I mean, I, it's very understandable if, if let's say, you know, like Scarlet Overdrive, you're very willing to accept three minions, one minion, two minion, three minion, and it's great. And then all of a sudden you're presented with thousands of other minions. And it's just, uh, I can imagine how that could be overwhelming for someone um, and cause you to lose your faith. That's, yeah. that's such a good point. Yeah, because with one minion, there's always another. And then there's all, yeah, there's never, you can never just have three minions, right? They travel in, in a swarm. But then wouldn't she have just like ejected them, told them to go on, to be on their way? She Ooh. has to capture them. Mm. Even though she, even though she wants to reject them, she's, or, or I don't know, is she, or is she trying to enlist them? I think she might just be like a mother who wants to <clears throat> like use her children for like labor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My interpretation of uh, Scarlet's feelings is, is um, 
it's kind of like a breakup, right? When you, you go from one strong feeling to another, um, you don't mm-hmm. go from like a strong feeling of love to a small feeling of, oh, let's part ways. You go from a strong feeling of love to like an extreme feeling of hate, torture, murder. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of the flip that we're seeing switched during this minute, the passage. Yeah. Um, that's, that's flips true. during the key change. And all of a sudden, um, it's like the strong feelings are now directed towards, you know, pain and hatred towards the minions. Because mm-hmm. she's overwhelmed by the demands that she can see the cute might put mm-hmm. on her. Like, because it, it gets so deep, it, 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 it gets to some like, um, well, and Guy says, kind of suggests that the cute as like, emblematic of the commodity form in capitalism may represent partly like uh, a, a wish to return to like um, unalienated and authentic relations to um, everyday life. And so there's a kind of the appeal of the pastoral and the homey and the familiar um, and kind of stable again the transitional object the thing mm-hmm. that we can kind of have to ourselves that'll withstand whatever but then but then really with the minions mm, with the cute there is always a demand that turns back on the viewer or the potential mother or whatever that says like you have to take care of me though i'm vulnerable mm-hmm. so i am going to dictate your life and and so so the the same kind of like depth with which that can be like when you look at it um in one aspect that can be like really moving and inspire you know inspire love and affection and everything it it, like you're saying bob the same magnitude could must flip into kind of a, a a proportional rejection of that the the kind of um, demand that it carries along with it, right? Mm-hmm. She can't handle it. That's not what I thought was going on. It's so fascinating. Yeah, I I mean, it's um, it's interesting also to think about the way that so many of us capture minions. Like I loved what you said about that, um, Stuart. This mm-hmm. idea of we all capture minions in our way, right? We're all like Scarlet. And and I think the product of minions, um, like minions toys, is one of the, I mean, like, you know, we spend a lot of time looking at like weird minion content on the internet. It's not just memes. There's like minion. Make, making it. Yeah. But just like there's like this huge amount of minions products out there, like everywhere in the world there's minions toys um most of it's being made like without the permission of illuminate it's just every anybody can make like a minion doll an off-brand minion doll um and we see it like everywhere in the world from these different corners of the internet and it's just yeah it's it's interesting thinking about the the minion as the kind of the ultimate commodity Mm -hmm. right because of its cuteness, because of its, um, because it's something we do want to uh, capture in that way, right? Um, because we, it's cute, but we don't know really what to do with it. Um, in some ways, it explains why the minions' toys are as popular as they are, right? It's kind of like the, the if. If Nagai is right that the relationship we have to commodities is one of like a kind of sentimentality and cute cuteness, um, then it's almost like the minions toy was always waiting to happen, and this is kind of like the final form of the the toy or the product, right? That minions have have kind of fulfilled that a little bit, um, and it might. I guess the question for that I have after that is like. The aspect that Stuart, you keep mentioning the not cute part. Um, maybe this mm-hmm. could line up with the zaniness of them. There's like something that, like, 
if cuteness makes us want to like hug and crush a minion like a plushy minion or something like that or a rubbery minion um the zaniness maybe is that thing that makes us like take a step back and say oh what is this weird thing like this is a this is a strange thing right okay so there's the there's the dynamic there's the interplay between within the cute the attraction and the repulsion from the demand and then separately from that there's the zaniness which kind of like insulates that whole binary maybe because the minions are always flailing around and they're always pretty alien to the point that we can't really ever fully think of them as like cute little they're not really like it they're not they're (laughs) not actually cute the minions are not actually cute y'all i'm sorry to say it we are minions we're not cute (laughs) we're too zany but that's what saves us i think right Um, because like because mm, i don't know i i just have an image of that guillotine like bouncing off of the like i don't know or the minion the minion that gets under the guillotine would never get its head chopped off it would either like slip out somehow goofily or like you know the guillotine is not gonna cut its head off the rubber is like gonna just um repel it right Mm. it's like too um the minions are like working too hard all the time to be like really actually captured captured they keep they keep going yeah so so really i mean remember that in context like minions 2015 is is a prequel to the the new testament of minions right um Mm -hmm. and so maybe what we're seeing now is we're seeing as you're saying we're seeing the minions try to be treated as cute and by mm. like Scarlet Overdrive and others and how that doesn't fit. And maybe this foreshadows mm. that what the minions really need is to be accepted as zany. And that's mm. where they're gonna really find their home. Yeah. yeah. That, I love what you just said, but I also wanna mm-hmm. just jump in and say that that's, that's one strike because one of the main roles on this podcast is never mention the other films of this franchise, which shall not be named. Well, I meant I meant the the New Testament that's yet to come. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I, I, I don't meant, yeah, I don't want to bring up any um, you know her, heresy at all, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, the New Testament that's yet to come. Okay, we that we can we can acknowledge that we can we're safe. All right, I want to read this quick quote. <clears throat> Cuteness is thus the name of an encounter with difference. A perceived difference in the power of the subject and object in particular. It does something. Oh, yeah, this is something we haven't talked about yet. It does something to everyday communicative speech, weakening or even dissolving syntax and reducing lexicon to onomatopoeia. So she's talking there about, um, again, part of the turn, the power, the weirdness and the power and cuteness where the perceiver of the cuteness while kind of naturally positioned uh superior to the to the to the cute object mm-hmm. the cute object tends to have a power to transform the speech of the perceiver into like something kind of pathetic like goo goo gaga shit right like when we see something cute we go oh cute like we get all like it weakens the viewer in that sense like mm. oh so cute it makes us sound ridiculous yeah y'all heard me i just sounded ridiculous um it's okay and so that that seems to uh that i don't know we uh, guess maybe this is something for another episode perhaps like because we'll we'll uh we'll we'll have plenty more to talk about with the minions the minionese speech questions of what that what that really does to language mm-hmm. even language language itself anymore like is it something else i think it is well i mean we're we're always trying our best on this podcast to not let the power of minions cuteness weaken our language i mean you heard me trip up a little bit earlier and call them little little minions or little little minion bodies or something like that. right um i think that 
part of the the discipline of minionology is is trying to maintain our sort of detachment from the the demands of, of humanist minions and and then and then thereby we can like see them just clearly as like um power right mm -hmm. and maybe in that way we can also see the the power that we too have as mm -hmm. as minions because you know we're minions and we're also in some ways we're commodities right like minions we you know we live in live in late capital we um basically exist like minions as a kind of commodity um that can be diminished and cutified and sold in that way um and i don't know maybe minions the way that minions are able to escape from the positioning as as cute can be something liberatory for us as well and i don't know if i know how to really answer that yet maybe we get to it later but question maybe we could leave open i mean it's important that we're also at the same time as the classic like um labor you know commodification of um our labor power that's been around for so long lately we we're our data is commodified too and so our personalities and stuff are kind of packaged and sold to some extent we're always working to you know build social value and whatever all that bullshit mm -hmm. um but and so we're commodified but then also at the same time we're 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 pretty special in terms of commodities because at the same time we're also the audience or like consumer of commodities and there's only really a virtual sense in which um commodities can consume each other like exchange value you know mm -hmm. um and that's um nonsense distortions and you know but um we can critically view and consume commodities we're commodities that can actually critically consume other commodities and we're somehow commodities but also producers of commodities so we can consciously relate to these other commodities the minions maybe in special ways we view their memes and we make memes out of them and they're very pliable maybe we can learn from them and also like work in solidarity with them at the same time mm. you know hell yeah uh well guys um it's been great um i do need to say i uh, had to go to state fair um, um i have an oh. appointment where i need to um, preach the good word um so uh, that'd be best if I go ahead and sign off now. I don't, don't want to interrupt you guys. You guys are you in the middle of a uh, really great. What kind of, what kind of animals are you? Do you, would you hope that you'll meet when you get there to preach? I'm really hoping that there will be snakes. <laughs> snakes. Yes. Snakes. Okay. I hope there's snake. I hope yeah. there's because if you think too, if there are some if you think other, of like. I mean, I hope they're I hope they're loud. Maybe if they're some kind of like loud snakes, that that's my vote. No, preferably something like a mouse or a snake or um hmm. maybe like a really um quiet like songbird. <laughs> that sounds I could I would also take I, I would also be uh proud of you for preaching to alligators if you could I'm just saying. I mean, I, I don't know. I have not been to to State Fair in a while. Um, it's an interesting um, town um, near me. It's roughly 800K. Um, but uh, if you guys are still recording the podcast then, um, maybe I can call in a little bit later. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll, we'll be here uh, just chit-chatting about Minions. Okay. So if you want to call in, maybe we could even, you know, sing that song we've been talking about. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. We maybe could sing that song. Even. Yeah. Yeah, we could maybe. Just a thought. I don't know. No pressure. I know, you know, you've been working on training your voice chords um, lately. I mean, yeah, I mean, I won't be able to be perfect. I mean, none of us can be Minions, right? But uh, 
It'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. We expect you to, we expect you to be. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you, if you aren't, that's, that's fine, yeah. but you know, we, expect okay. Well, if I find, if I find a really nice quiet spot, if I find a nice quiet spot to call you guys, um, then I'll, I'll make sure to come back. All right. Thank All right. you so much bye, for, uh, bye. It's been lovely talking. Bob, thanks for your expertise. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> well, okay, uh, so this has been great and long. <laughs> yeah, well, this is about twenty minutes, I would say, right? <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> Should we roll our die for our next? Yeah, uh... God, yes. <laughs> Quick, where's the die? Okay, mm. I, it's right I... there. Wait, didn't Bob take it? Hang on. I see Bob walking away. He's taking it. Bob, come back. Please, Bob, come back. All right. I found it. I I mean, this isn't the original die, but I keep a copy here in case a situation like this will ever emerge. So Bob. <laughs> Luckily I've got the copy. So okay. I can and give it a nice roll. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> the copy is a cheap mock-up, so um it's really it light. It might not roll a good minute. Yeah. Well, yeah. well. Sometimes when I throw it, it just spins too many times, and then, you know, that kind of messes things up. So hopefully that doesn't happen. This time. Yeah. I mean, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't spin at all this time. Hmm. Um, I'm crossing my fingers. All right. Thank you for the dice roll, not for the die, not the spin. No spin. Here we go. No spin. <laughs> wow. That's a big number, 132. Um, all right, um, 32. I think that this is a this is one of those moments where we just roll a minute that's past the the, the length of the minutes that have been discovered so far. Um, we have to do a mini episode. Yeah. So, um, email us. Tell us what mini episode to do. Yeah, basically, we just we just moved into territory beyond the length of the actual Minions 2015, and um, we don't really know what's there yet. It could be a minute. Something is there. The upcoming Minions movie, and if it is, please help us find out what it is because we're a little bit scared. We we have to we have to go there, but we don't know what is what it know what we're in for with this one minute 132 so yes please we're scared we don't even know what clip to show what are we going to do oh wait hang on i've got some good news i'm getting a call from i'm getting a call from bob actually this is kind of crazy but that was very quick he got to the stage <laughs> Get to the safe here really Let's quick. see what he has to say. Okay. All right. Hang on. Hello, Bob. Hello. Bob, thanks for joining. And I, let me first say uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. It really means a lot. You're welcome. That I get to share this with you guys. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> what are all these sounds? Is that ducks? Is that ducks where you are, Bob? Uh, yeah, well, I like to spread the good word to all kinds, not just humankind or minion kind, but you're teaching these ducks. Are you trying, oh, wow. Teaching these ducks minionese? Uh, yes, there's a little bit of a language barrier, as you can tell, but um, I think it's really the universal language that we all basically understand at a primal level. So. Mm hmm. They're quite content to hear the sermon. Wow. Good. And now there's a hymn. You're like the St. Francis of uh, minionology. Oh, yeah. Okay, geese. Okay, without further ado. Hey, hey, we are the minions. <clears throat> Give us a little... Uh, uh, <laughs> Hey, 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 hey,
I think we've really impressed some of the locals here with that wonderful hymn. Praise be. It looks like some of them left. Praise be. They've gone to spread the word. Okay, yeah, right. Of the right. Minion Lord. Thank you so much, Bob. That was a wonderful rendition and um, couldn't have had, couldn't have sung it better without the two of you, Stuart and Bob. So all of our beautiful voices together really came and made something special and you're welcome to the audience also for that all right well uh i'm gonna sign off i uh, wish you guys the best of luck as you guys discuss today's sermon and um you guys need me on for any you know translation or anything else don't forget yeah we might hit you up later this episode for a translation we'll see oh that sounds that sounds great okay bye guys <laughs> Bye. Take care, Bob. Bye. Bye. Take care of the geese, too.